It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The world outside your window may not be great, but what if everything was super? Well, that's the case here on Post Show Recap, specifically on the Everything is Super podcast, your one-stop shop for all things superheroic. I'm Josh Wiggler, and I'm joined here by a man who is constantly wondering, what if I won, uh, is a thing that is always on Kevin Mahadeo's mind. Kevin, how you doing? Uh, pretty good. I Listen, here's the thing. If Ultron's entire goal is to just have everyone in the universe to just shut up, I'm I'm in on the goal, Are right? We, yeah, I may be, I may, like, I may be Team Ultron if I that's mean, the like, goal. His entire thing is just like, I just want silence. And I'm like, yes. It's like, oh, I, yeah. I agree. <laughs> it's that great bit from, uh, if you've seen Bo Burnham's Inside, yep. uh, where he does that one moment where he's like, what if anyone could just shut the F up uh, yeah. for an hour? Uh, could anyone just shut up? And that is like Ultron's whole thing here in uh, What If Ultron One, penultimate episode of What If Season One. We are going to be talking all about that on this week's episode of the podcast. We're also going to be talking about Venom because Venom is having a moment. Uh, we delayed talking about Venom about a year ago when Kevin and I did everything as <laughs> Spider-Man. We can delay no further. Venom is happening. Venom 2 is out. Venom 2 yeah, is Ven- smashing. Venom is happening. There, there has been carnage. <laughs> yes. Uh, carnage has been, uh, has been let loose and a big box office, I believe, for Venom 2 already as we are recording this. Uh, I am seeing it's depressing. Venom. I'm seeing Venom 2 tonight. Uh, and today we will like just talk about the Venom movie a little bit, the first one talk about just like general venomish things uh and next week we will do uh, a bigger venom 2 spoiler podcast as part of our what if finale coverage um so that's what's on deck for today sadly uh kevin and i are obviously we're a couple days late with the podcast this week uh schedules and all of that and even more sadly kevin and i are not in person it's just not yeah, the same we're back, it's just not the same back to screens just not the same, Kevin. I miss you. How was your trip, though? The rest of your trip, it was good? Oh, it was great. We had a great time. I ate so many lobsters, it was delicious. <laughs> which is which is not, like, it's a bizarre joke that is applicable to the first Venom movie right now. But, yeah. like, also reality. I, I ate a lot of lobsters, but they were cooked. 
So uh, that's the big difference between me and Eddie Brock, apparently. That is the only difference between you and Eddie Brock, <laughs> as far as I am concerned. Um, so before we get into the podcast today, I want to give you a quick reminder. It is very early in October of 2021, the birthday month of the Post Show Recaps Patreon program, which we plug all of the time. It's patreon.com slash recaps. But in addition to the fact that we're celebrating all month long, there's some additional reasons to let you know what's going on with the Post Show Recaps Patreon program that I think you're going to want to hear. Um, we talk about the Discord all the time. It's our big, sprawling community where you can meet fellow TV and movie fans, talk about comics, talk about snacks, talk about your life, meet all sorts of people who are going to become your fast internet friends uh, over on the Discord. And that's at the $10 level, $10 a month for Post Show Recaps on Patreon. Uh, for the month of October, we are opening up the Discord to $5 patrons in a program that we are calling the Campus Tour, where you're getting to check out some of the Discord. You get to play casino games. You get to talk about your favorite shows. It's been really, really, really fun. We've gotten to meet a ton of really fun new people uh, through the Campus Tour program already. I could not be happier about, uh, about all of that. We'd love that to be you. It's $5 a month. If you want to show Post Show Recaps a little bit of love because it's the birthday month and, oh my God, I can't believe we're still doing this thing, $5 will uh, go a long way for us for sure. Uh, and you could cut it off after a month if you don't like it. And the other thing you'll get in addition to the exclusive podcasts that you get as a, a patron of Post Show Recaps, you're also now at that $5 level getting to, to hang out in the Discord with tons of people. We've got a, a whole mess of people in there and they're all incredible um, so we really think you would enjoy that. It's patreon.com slash recaps. You sign up at the $5 level, you'll get a welcome message automatically from Patreon, and it will include a link to join the Discord uh, and take that campus tour. I'm very, very available in there. Kevin is in there as well. I know. Well, people people added me with positive comments. And I was it's just weird. Like, I know. You're not used to that, <laughs> Kevin. Uh, so we wanted to let you know that that is a thing, that that is a thing that you could do. We would love to have you on board for that. So consider it. It's the campus tour. We're having a blast. Patreon.com slash recaps. Thursday night this coming week uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern in the Campus Tour. We're going to be watching the Rocky Horror Picture Show, which I have never seen before. What? Yeah. Uh, so uh, for You have to know the music at the very least, right? A little bit. Not a wow. ton. Let's okay. do the time warp again, I know, but that's about it. Uh, do you, that's do you it. Know, do, you, do you know about a particular famous singer who shows up in this movie? No, I know Tim Curry's in it. Oh boy. That's okay. all I know. I have all no right, idea cool, what cool, else cool, is going to cool, happen. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> uh, I have no idea what else is going to happen. So if you either love Rocky Horror or hate Rocky Horror, but just want to be around to witness me witnessing Rocky Horror for the first time, consider this like going to the movies or renting something online for $5 this week at Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern in the Post Show Recaps Patron Discord. I can, uh, we can all watch Rocky Horror together. Uh, and uh, you can witness me spiral out, probably, is what's about to happen. And then you get to stick around for the rest of the month, at the very least, if you don't continue on, or you can continue on because, like, hey, oh, this is really just as cool as they all said, which is to say, very, very cool. So consider patreon.com slash post-show recaps. It's funny, when we started, like, last year, right? Like, we had the Patreon to kick off, and since then, there's just been a ton more, especially, like, for just podcasts alone, uh like when we started off we were like oh maybe we can do some extra podcasts and now like like the internet podcasts are forever so we have this like back catalog for me especially where i was just like i'm gonna do a mighty ducks podcast and like you have all that available the mighty duck stuff and right now you know we have a quite a few episodes at this point of ya the ya podcast in the belt 
uh, for Twilight. I know it's not some people jams. We just did the entire Hunger Games series. And I think we announced for YA, we're turning October into YA! YA! We're doing uh, some uh, young adultish horror movies. So I'm really pumped about that. Uh, so yeah, I think it's like it's the spooky the perfect season. time, right? It's the spooky season, a perfect time to sign because like we have such a back catalog of stuff. We have this Discord campus store. We have a lot going on. So it really is like the time to jump on in. And there's other tiers that you can sign up at. We've got a sticker of the month club at the $15 level with some really, really fun plans for that. We've introduced a new $25 tier where you're going to get a uh, really great merch, including a Wiggler's Wombats t-shirt, the first of its kind is at that $25 tier, but you got to be at that level for three months. That's obviously really, really steep for a lot of people. So you're getting a really great deal, I think, if you sign up at that $5 level this month. I know I should probably be pushing the higher tiered uh, stuff, <laughs> but but just like very genuinely, like at that $5 level, you're getting access to my favorite place on the internet, the Poster Recaps patron discord, and the camp store has just been an utter delight. Uh, so we would really love to see you in there. Consider signing up think you're really going to enjoy it. There is that back catalog that Kevin is talking about with tons of podcasts that you're going to have at your fingertips once you sign up at that $5 level. You'll have the Discord. We've got a casino in there, and it's a very easy game to play, and it's really stupid and fun. We're uh, we're going to have AMAs in there as well. We've already done live watching uh, of movies. Kevin, I was thinking about you as Emily Fox and I on Friday night were watching The Happening in there. <laughs> yes, uh, I love that movie. Uh, yeah, what's the line that you... <laughs> no! What? No! What? Yeah, that's your favorite line. I You're going to kill me, that. aren't you? What? what? No! no. So we watched The Happening the other night. Uh, so all sorts of really fun stuff happens in there. Uh, and it's like very informal, very loose, very personal. Uh, so we're inviting you to, to come join all of those shenanigans. $5 a month. Just take a $5 ticket for the month of October and see what you think. Uh, Patreon.com slash show recaps. We're going to talk about what if in just a second. First, we're going to throw it to our sponsors for this episode of Post Show Recaps. And then we will be right back. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, we're right back. The scream reference? I feel like that was a scream kind reference. Kind of a scream reference, I guess. Uh Kevin, uh in this episode of Marvel's What If, uh <laughs> Ultron takes over the universe. Uh Correct. It was it's, it's a lot. 
It's it's an interesting episode. I, some people um, some people really loved it. I think some people like adored this episode. Of, there's uh, a lot of, of cool stuff. I think it's something that is trying to bridge the What If series together. Like very clearly, our prediction about where things are going seems to be accurate, uh, to say the least. My feelings about that are pretty much the same, but we'll see how it plays out. Um, it's interesting that the main reason for me that I enjoyed this episode, because at first I was just like, man, we're just going to get Black Widow and Hawkeye. All right. I guess that's fine. Uh, but Hawkeye finally bites it. And I'm totally happy with that. Yeah. Like, just for once, for once, he's the one that actually goes. Uh, so like, was that it, was, was a, it a enough? Little... Was it enough to make up for <laughs> Endgame? I don't know. Endgame's uh, uh, Age of Ultron itself. I don't yes. know. That's 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 uh, that's interesting. A discussion and probably not but it was it was good to see i actually like that shot too right where he's falling back or like falling down and, and shooting them with the arrow i thought that was really cool yeah um the action beats were fun but it was a weird episode because it was the first episode that felt not like a full episode right because this one ends in a cliffhanger uh more so than the previous ones because you know there's going to be a resolution yeah uh, so that was a bit different and that was a bit weird compared to the previous ones like we actually have like a serialized episode here <laughs> yeah yeah um we are i mean look we're we talked about this is this something we would want uh specifically i think is this something that you would be okay with kevin is the idea that like what if was clearly like building towards something a little bit uh more unified or maybe not even like clearly but like um a feeling that maybe the season is building towards something a little more unified and this episode confirms that right that like um where you know Uatu is much more of a character and not just a narrator in this episode he's really like the protagonist is that would you, would you say that's a fair way to describe Uatu Certainly in this episode out of everyone else he's probably the protagonist of the series <laughs> yeah of this episode though specifically oh, for the episode for sure cuz it more like, so than the others yeah he he's uh, like to call him the hero i think would be a different thing because there's the argument that Uatu and it's less of an argument and more of like Uatu screwed this up, right? Like he <laughs> he kind of he opens this door so that this super Ultron is able to uh to access the multiverse. Yeah, if he just shut up for a moment, for a the minute. Ultron wouldn't have heard him would narrating any, in the any, background. Could any one watcher just <laughs> shut the F up for an hour, for a day, for an hour? <laughs> if he he hadn't done that right uh ultron wouldn't have turned around there's i will say this there's there's questions that i have because the ending of the previous episode had ultron showing up in the thor world and uatu being like wait what's happening here but then this episode gives no context of when how and why that would have happened right so like that was confusing that was a bit like what how I don't understand how this all ties together. Right. Maybe Marvel does it. And honestly, a lot of this series is just roll with the punches. Like, that's the point, right? Like, if you are going to accept that uh, T'Challa talked Thanos out of his plan, you've got to accept a lot of the other crazy stuff happening. Such as uh, Thanos with uh, five out of the six Infinity Stones. Just getting blasted by the Vision. Not not only does he lose against an Ultron with just the Mind Stone, but loses without raising, so much as raising an eyebrow. Yeah, he just gets split in half. Which, like, Um, why didn't Vision do that? (laughs) you, you, You love this. The Wharf Effect. 
The wharf effect. Yeah. It's uh, describe that for people who who have not been with us for the from from the very beginning. It's been a minute since you and I talked about the wharf effect. I know, I know. But the wharf uh, so effect was on full display in this episode of what Absolutely. If. So the wharf effect is essentially a from I believe like it, it it existed before, but you can definitely find it on TV tropes, where the idea is that Wharf is supposed to be the most badass person on the ship, right? He's a security officer, he's a Klingon, he's like a badass. But in order to show how dangerous and badass the villain is just have him knock out Worf and it happens a lot yeah. like the same thing happens with like Wolverine how do you know someone's badass they beat up Wolverine right like, it's just whatever your most badass hero character is have the villain beat them up unfortunately that happens constantly and the Worf effect is just like Worf gets beat up all the time yeah. so it just becomes this like weird thing so yeah just have Thanos just get blasted in like not even half a second less than half a second uh, and, and he's done, and it's just like, whoa! This Ultron, this Ultron Vision, like pretty, pretty dangerous. This is the the biggest threat. And then, of course, you have him punching the Watcher later, so that's something. Yeah. So uh, when he when he split Thanos in half, when Thanos shows up with five out of six Infinity Stones, <laughs> I think that like the intended reaction is supposed to be like, oh damn! Uh, and for me, my reaction was more like, ah, come on, like. <laughs> This should have been a fight. Like, Ultron yeah. shouldn't have just been able to say the word fascinating and then just, like, split him in twain, you yeah. know? He, he split Thanos' arrow in twain! <laughs> like, uh... <laughs> he shouldn't have been able to do that, I don't think. Uh, but it's whatever. Uh, you know, it's for effect. It was it was a fun moment that I'm just being a bit of a grump about. Um, by and large, I thought it was a it was a fun episode. But like a lot of people, I have seen like this was my favorite episode of the series. Um, I think like this pretty easily is uh, among my least favorite episodes of the series personally, just because I thought so much else of it has been so good. And one of the things that stinks is that uh, for me anyway, and this is not going to affect absolutely everybody. Um, so uh, the, the one of the things that's been great about What If has been getting um, so many of the actors from the MCU reprising their roles for this, and that has not been the case across the board. Uh, they have now had uh, Natasha in a prominent role a couple of times, and it is not Scarlett Johansson. But maybe in the future, they settled Disney and Scarlett, so who knows maybe. what the future holds. Um, <laughs> but that James Spader is not back for Ultron and of all the problems that existed with Age of Ultron and uh, Ultron's portrayal in that movie, I think like the one thing that like everybody agreed on was like James Spader was amazing. Yes. Uh, it would have been great. And like uh, I do not wish to uh, to besmirch the talents of one Ross Marquand, aka Aaron of The Walking Dead, aka the Red Skull in Avengers: Infinity War and Endgame, uh, who stepped in brilliantly for Hugo Weaving, who was like, I won't do it anymore. Um, he was great as that. I just felt like this was kind of like when uh, you go down from uh, Robin Williams as the genie to Homer, Sim- to Homer yeah. Simpson as the genie. Uh, and I, uh, this is coming from somebody who loves Aladdin, the return of Jafar. I'll defend Same. that movie up and down every day of the week. Your only second rate is a top tier Disney villain song. Um, but like it's noticeable when it's like oh, that's not Robin Williams, that's the that's that's Homer, like mm-hmm. that's not James Spader, that's somebody else, and like yep. it had that quality, and it's for me it kind of felt like why why do an Ultron episode if you can't get James Spader? How Especially hard? How hard was this to make a deal with James Spader? It shouldn't have been this hard. This one also had prominent characters with the other voice, right? Because it is prominently 
Black Widow and prominently Ultron. So like the two major characters in this episode are both not the voices we're familiar with. Which like honestly, like not the it's end noticeable. of the world. It's, it's not, not the, the end of the world. world. It's not. It's not. But it was like, just a bummer I, for me. Yeah, and I agree there. Like, because having James Spader in that in in that role would have been incredible. We've talked about it before. Like, it'd be so cool to have him appear just for something like this. But what I did enjoy, I will say, in a very weird way about this episode, was just Jeffrey Wright's Uatu being kind of like just I, I don't know what the word is, but he's just like, oh come on, it's right there, it's right there. You can't yeah. keep up. It's right there. Yeah. At the end, with the like, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but like, just there is something. <laughs> to give Uatu like a weirdo personality that I'm like all about um so like those parts were entertaining to me getting getting a chance for Jeffrey Wright to like flex uh I'm all for because that man's incredible so uh, like yeah like Uatu being like what the hell was like yeah. <laughs> so weird to me though it was like <laughs> like of all the care like it was very like it was kind of goofy but in in a way that I was definitely not mad about um but a way that I could not ignore either that like the watcher who seems like so stoic and uh obedient to the rules and uh of the universe and everything like that suddenly it's just like what the hell uh it was just like very very bizarre to me no doubt about it uh i yeah it, it it was it was strange but at the same time again just like i'm rolling with it like you know like this is this is what the series is and i'm I'm okay with roll with, with with rolling with certain punches. Uh, speaking of the the punching through the various realities, I thought was cool. Um, it's so weird. So this is the weird thing for me, being like a comic book person, right? Because like I was talking about this uh, with my fiance, but the the punching through realities that like crystalline look, um, uh, and, and someone might someone might correct me. I'm sure there's someone who's gonna pull out some old old ass issue of what if and be like aha but um that look of like the the realities being like this like looking at it through this crystal like prism is something from dc comics uh this was something introduced in infinite crisis back in 2005 2006 um that was like that's how the realities were shown and like there's this whole thing where like punching through the glass is what this guy superboy prime did and like smashing through the realities through this glass like structure so it's really interesting, and this has happened many times at this point, to see Marvel continuously doing the stuff that DC is known for yeah. before DC has a chance to do it. So it's really interesting and really funny. I also have a semi-prediction of like what might be happening in What If, if they are going the way they're going, which is a bit tricky to me. Um, if they do this thing where it's just like, oh they join all the characters together, right? Like, consider this, right? Consider that the end of this episode, he goes and talks to Demon Doctor Strange. I don't know what yeah. to, Doctor Stranger. Wikipedia uh, calls him Strange Supreme. Strange Supreme. He goes and asks him for help, right? And this is sort of what we were predicting, that he's going to end up gathering people from the various realities we've seen to combat Ultron, uh, which, again, for me is not ideal, but... My question then becomes, though, we know there's a season two. How do you go back from that? How do you pull back after you form a team of multiversal people? Yeah, it's really difficult to do. So, like, part of me is like, is this going to be the future? Is actually they're going to turn this into like a, a team different up show, a team up show that's a different comic? There's a comic in Marvel called Exiles, one of my favorite comics that features essentially 
characters from different realities that form a team that essentially quantum leaps their way through other realities to make right problems that are supposed to be going wrong. That Got fix it. other realities. So part of me is like, are they going to do that? Uh, this is also something DC does with this team called Justice Incarnate. There's precedent. But it's just like, uh, as I'm saying this, as I'm describing this, it's not what if, it's Exiles, but also I goddamn love Exiles. So is this a show I would want? Yeah, probably. Hey, here's, <laughs> like, here's the thing is like, I I am really uh, enjoying, um, I'm, I'm enjoying not just this show specifically, but I'm enjoying what Marvel Studios is doing with animation. So if like the solution here is something akin to like, what if continues and then there's like a spinoff, like mm. an exile spinoff or something like that. Hell yeah. yeah. And then Give it's also like it. a yes. way to like, yes. you now you can bring in some X-Men and stuff that way. Right. Like you can yeah. do like a lot of cool stuff with Josh, that. You're going to be excited. You know, like, is- that would be, that would be great. Like, cause I think like, I would be down for the Captain Carter cartoon. I would be down for um, you know, like a, a bunch of these as as spin-off series would be would be fine. Um, but I think like uh I, I what I'm mostly here for is like using the animation medium more for Marvel Studios cuz I think that like for the first time in a really long time, Marvel characters in animated form I think are like really 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 fun. Um, yep. In a way that, like, I uh, I know a lot of comic book fans really feel this way even more than I do. That, like, this is, like, DC's medium. Like, DC is the king when it comes to animated stuff. Whether it's all the Bruce Timm stuff, Batman the Animated Series, and JLU, and all that. Uh, or even, like, a lot of, like, the other, like, direct-to-video movies to, like, varying degrees, right? Of quality, as I understand it. Um, but, like, in, in like there are, there are exceptions. I know people really like, I think it's Spectacular Spider-Man. That is, like, yes. a Spider-Man cartoon that's, like a generation removed from you and me, Kevin. Correct. Um, you know, certainly you and I love that X-Men cartoon, and it is my dream to someday just do a series on that, but I think no one will listen to it, so we probably shouldn't do it. Which is sad, because I would love an excuse would to rewatch listen to all it. Of People that. would listen to it, but from like, the, from, like, the very practical, we have to make a, we have to do a business standpoint. Not enough, <laughs> not enough people would listen to it. It would be really, really fun to do. Um, you know, that's aspirational stuff that maybe someday we could get there, but we're, we're not there. Um, but like, I think that like the, the, uh, like the fair thing is like, sure. It's like the, Earth, uh, the Avengers Earth's Mightiest Hero show. Is that any good? Like some people probably really, really like it. Um, I did actually enjoy that show. The original, there was, there was two for whatever reason, but the one that was happening, uh, early, the first one, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, I really actually liked quite a bit. Yeah. And they canceled it. Cause classic. Um, but I think the point is, is like, you know, Marvel hasn't had like a thing that like you could, you could really like necessarily like put on that same level as like what, whether it's like the, the DC shows I mentioned before, or like Batman Beyond, or even like mm-hmm. Young Justice. Like there's just Young like, Young Justice, a, especially. You know, like there's a lot of stuff out there that like, I think because the live action stuff has been so hit or miss, like you either get like a really great DC movie or you tend to get like, you know, like a pretty crappy DC movie and then like a mess of mediocres in between. And like the ratio on all of that is heavily skewed towards, I think like the mediocres to crappy um, for my tastes anyway, that I think like animation has been like the supreme medium for, for DC and Marvel just hasn't really gone there because they've just been crushing live action. And now they're going there. And I think that they aren't doing like a perfect, perfect job, but I think that they're doing a really good job and I would love to see them explore it more especially as they're about to expand the universe with like 
new cast. Like we'll have like Tatiana Maslany as She-Hulk pretty soon, Oscar Isaac as Moon Knight, uh, Mahershala Ali as Blade. Like there's all of these different people who are coming in that you'll be able to like populate some of these shows with. Like that shit sounds really, really cool to me to like do some like spinoffs, like featuring these characters in these ways. Um, and I want to see more what if. I want to see like whatever this crossover event what if seems to be building towards. But I do think that you raise to come back to it a really good point of like, how do you how do you come back? Like, how do you come like the, the answer to me is like Uatu assembling a bunch of people and like assigning them like a role in like watching the multiverse. And so those are characters that you follow through some sort of show itself. But if that's like what if season two, as opposed to its own show, I'm gonna be sad. Yeah. What I what I like about what if is that like these episodes have for the most part felt like films. This was an episode that felt the most like an episode of television as part of like a bigger fabric of a thing. Whereas the other episodes throughout the series have felt like these like short movies uh, and have had these arcs that have felt relatively complete, even when they're kind of like incomplete, but they're like complete in their incompleteness, if that makes sense. Um, and like, I'll be sad to lose that. And that is the thing that I'm, I think that I am feeling the most, uh, as we are like building towards like everybody against Ultron. Um, and like, I think maybe I would be feeling a little bit differently if I was like a little more hooked into Ultron specifically in his depiction on what if that may have been as simple as getting James Spader. If he's unavailable, Kevin, and if Ultron is putting himself in into the synthetic body that becomes visions. Why don't we just use Paul Bettany's voice? Yeah, no, that would have been the obvious solution, I think, to the voice problem. I also think you run into because then it becomes like so unsettling because it's like that's like it's you know I'm not going to spoil Lost, uh, but there is like a late game twist on on Lost where like an actor is like uh, like sort of like recast. Uh, in a way that is like really unsettling because you associate so much with the way that that actor played a different thing and now is playing something totally different. Like that would have been, like, I think been a very evocative thing of like, oh shit, evil Bettany. Like, I don't like yeah. that. That makes me nervous. I don't, I'm very scared all of a sudden. If you can't get Spader, use what you got, I think. I, I agree. I think the also problem for me is the usage of Ultron as this big bad because it's Ultron who is a villain that like is from a movie that is not a beloved specifically. I think people like the reason the only reason people like Ultron is because of James Spader's voice. No one gives a crap about Ultron who watches the MCU mostly um, as a villain, right? Because his yeah. motivation is sort of like nothing. I mean, as much as I joked like, oh, I get it. I don't even know if that was his motivation in the original movie. Um, it's just that everyone to shut up for a moment. But like, I know in the comics, Ultron is a much different character. But like, I don't know. I, I also just never found Ultron that compelling as a villain, even in the comic book. So the fact that it's hinging on Ultron of all people versus like other villains, that I think like we care a lot more about um, that sort of sucks in that way. You know what I mean? Because it's like the it's like my problem with the doctor strange episode where it's just like it's contingent on me caring about a romance that the movie didn't care about right so like that's a bit like tough that the, this is who they're joining up against like a, a sort of like whatever villain that didn't even really have a prominence in the series itself like if there were other ways to showcase how dangerous ultron could be in previous episodes with the ultrons of their world maybe but like yeah the the building towards stuff i don't know i mean at the same point though we might have an opportunity where 
that version of Killmonger shows up, I don't think it would jive. I don't think like maybe they will recruit him, but I don't think he fits in with a group like this to, to save the universe, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, so like, I don't know how it'll all play out and maybe it won't play out that way. Maybe it's just the, 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 uh, doctor, you know, sorcerer or Supreme strange, whatever his name is. Maybe it's just him. And like, he's the one that, that fights Ultron him and Uatu. And that wouldn't be so bad. And I'd be okay with that. And then we could go back to regular. What if, and it wouldn't be an issue, but I, I'm with you, right? As much as I love the exiles, as much as I, have desperately wanted Sliders and Quantum Leap to be rebooted in some shape or form, <laughs> I would really yeah. be sad if we lose regular what-if um, to whatever that would end up being, right? Like, yeah. to the Exiles. Okay, so that's complainy complainers and stuff from us. Well, let's do the things that we like. Uh, one thing I loved was the moment that Ultron hears the Watcher. Uh, yes. He's just there. It's a, He's alone. The universe has been, like, effed three ways from Sunday. Uh, and he's just like, well, what do I do now? There's nothing going. And then Nuwaj is like, he realized that he's thinking, what should I do now? There's nothing going. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Ultron is just like, kind of just like sitting there being like, hello? <laughs> 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 like, ex- excuse me? Hello? Uh, and is someone monologuing my life? <laughs> and Nuwaj is like, no. <laughs> and and uh, Ultron's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I can hear you. There's other worlds than these. Very Dark Tower style. Uh, yeah, the- and I, I loved that moment of like, of, like the, of the wall breaking I thought was awesome. I thought that that was portrayed really, really, really well. I mean, he essentially looked and saw the fourth wall, right? Like, that's what happened. He turned around and he's just like, hey, there's a wall there. Weird. Um, and then he literally broke through it later. Uh, yeah. yeah, all that stuff was cool, right? Like, I like all that stuff. I mentioned, like, the punching through realities I thought was really awesome. The fight was interesting, to say the least. To see the, the Watcher throwing down, um, I thought was great. It, again, like, makes it so weird about, like, what Ultron's power levels are. I guess he's got all the Infinity Stones. Um, but, like, yeah, it was interesting to see all that stuff. The action has always been pretty great on the series, and I think that is all true here, even for the Black Widow um, stuff uh, uh, and Hawkeye stuff. Speaking of things we love, can we talk about Armin Zola? Because love that. I did loved they, it. I thought that Toby, was so fun. Was, was that Toby Jones doing? Yes, it was Toby can. Jones. I really? checked the credits. Yeah. Oh, lovely. <laughs> lovely, lovely. Yeah, I feel like uh uh well, one thing that I love about that is this is post Age of Ultron, right? Uh mm-hmm. and so in post Age of Ultron, which is post uh Winter Soldier, Arnim Zola still exists. So this is like a good tip off that like Arnim Zola, computer Arnim Zola in Winter Soldier is not gone from the MCU necessarily. Like right. Arnim Zola could come back. I would love to see Arnim Zola come back in live action. Like they're doing uh, the the Sam Wilson Captain America movie. Bring in Arnim Zola in some role. Like that would be in great. The, in the body that he's normally yeah. in. I want his little, like, little robot face Show me and that. everything. Yeah, I, want I want that. that. I need that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I want my beard. I want that. Uh, <laughs> that would be great. Or Arnim Zola in Armor Zola. Wars. <laughs> Arnim Zola in Armor Wars coming up on Disney Plus could be fun. Uh, Arnim Wars. Uh, that, would, <laughs> that would be good. Yeah, there's a great. lot. There's a lot that, that could be set up, especially from some of the implications we have for here. Um, Although but like none having, of that worked, right? Like, uh, Uatu is like, it's over here! Don't go yeah. into that file! And they, like, do it, and they get Arnim Zola, and they, like, upload him, but Ultron's like, nah, bros, I'm in the multiverse now. I don't yeah, even he's care. not even there, which is, yeah. that's rough. Uh, I do also love that they were so untrustworthy of him. Understandably, 
that they shot his legs out. Uh, and then because they did that is where they had to carry him. Uh-huh. They really did almost die because of their own hubris, right? Like that, like Hawkeye wouldn't have died if they hadn't shot out uh, Ultron's legs because he could have, or Armin Zola of Tron's legs because uh, he could have run. Um, Arnim Zola, Zola Ultron. Wow, that is so hard to say. It is hard to say. Wow. I, um, I also, for a hot wow. second, wow. I also, for a hot second, thought that what was going to happen was that the the one that crosses over through the different universes wasn't going to be Ultron. Uh, I thought they were setting it up that Zola was going to upload into the Ultron system and he was going to be the one to conquer the multiverse because it is a very Hydra thing to spread its reach, right? right. So I thought that was going to be the twist is that they upload Zola to be like, we solved Ultron. It's like, oh, we made it worse. Yeah. Uh, which I thought at least I think for me, would have been a little more interesting than just like it's me, Ultron. And you're like, oh, all right, yeah. this Hydra is a villain that we sort of like know more about. Can I? Uh, I know a little off track, but uh, can I uh, make something that is uh, somewhere in the realm between prediction and hope, like a desire? Uh, I I don't like hope, so I don't want you to. No, I'm kidding. Of course, go for it. Uh, Unless it involves Hope Van Dyne, which would be funny. Uh, she's already been so involved in all of this. My my, uh, I want to call it a prediction in case I get it because I'll feel great and smart. Uh, <laughs> but I don't think it'll happen. But it's what I would love to see is like with the fourth wall breaking that's happening right now, and with the increased importance of uh, of Uatu in the show, uh, we have to also discuss like uh, Super Saiyan old uh, Super Saiyan Uatu and just like all of like his incredible powers. Uh, like watching Yoda fight for the first time. Yeah. Um, that because he is like the main character introduced in this show that has not yet appeared in live action in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I would love for if it's the ending of this season of What If or if it happens at some point in this season of What If for there to be like a live action moment where like the wall gets broken down to a live action degree that we see like a flesh and blood Jeffrey Wright as Uatu moment. Um, that is something that I think would be like outstandingly rad and cool. I mean, I think I remember us talking the about like what our, yeah, what our predictions might be for the end of the series. And I remember you mentioning something about that, right? Like that we could maybe go to live action and we'll see like Dr. Strange or something. Um, I don't know what is what it's going to end up being now because like now it's a whole other ball game with this like possible multiversal crossover. But it would be interesting to see Jeffrey Wright in that because Uwatu just has a very specific look about him though. Like I don't know if you if you could just have Jeffrey Wright as that. It has to be somewhat CG fully, right? Like it just can't be Jeffrey Wright in a robe. Like I just don't think that will work for me. I guess. Yeah, I think it'll be great. Uh, I don't know. You turned like Peter Dinklage into like the giant star dwarf. You know, like can we not? That's turn, true. I feel. Uh, yeah. Can we not turn like Jeffrey Wright into like some sort of big-headed alien that looks awesome? I mean, that would be dope. I would love to see like, uh, yeah, like 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 a like a like it is still animated because it's obviously CG. But I would love to see the live-action quote-unquote version of Uatu with his big saying. old head. Yeah. Like, that would be fantastic. I'd be so into well, that. Well, he's got to be a live-action version of what they've illustrated, you yeah, know? Like, he's sure. got to look like how he looks on the show to a certain extent. Um, So, like, that's what they would have to do. But, like, I want to see that. I want to see that, like, I want to see, like, I want to see, like, uh, like, Uatu feel, like, so unsettled by everything that's happened that he's, like, 
I can't, I'm not, I'm no longer safe in my worlds. And then he like cracks through the TV screen and it's like Jeffrey Wright who watches and he goes, I have to come to yours. And that's like the end of the season. I mean, that would be, if only we had like 3D tech that we could actually install into every TV to have that moment. Oh uh, my God. We could all use a hug from Jeffrey Wright as Uatu. <laughs> Still. Um, so that would be cool. Did you like the, the, the attack on the clones? of Uatu? How'd you feel about all that? Yeah, that, that's fine for me. It worked. Have we I seen mean, him again, fight in the comics before? Does he do that ever? Someone's going to say, like, oh, totally, and whatever. But, like, for my recollection, I haven't seen it. Like, I, I nothing of, that I have read um, has shown Uwatu, like, fighting. Um, and so this was interesting to see. Like, oh, man, wait, did he fight in Infinity Gauntlet? No, I don't think so. Right. Um, but, like, that was very fascinating, especially because you're right, though. It was a very Super Saiyan moment because he almost, like, did the flex and then it's just like, boom! And then just armor and everything is on him. Um, I like the idea of showing that, like, the Watcher is powerful. It almost makes me wish that he was a little more powerful, you know? Uh, it's weird to think of just, again, Ultra. <laughs> that's the most powerful being in the multiverse. Sure. But I liked him just, like, yeah, the, them just, like, punching their way through the realities, him, like, shooting Kamehameha blasts uh, everywhere. Um, I was into it. I, I I did not dislike it. You know, I didn't I did I didn't hate it. I guess is the best way to say that. Um, why of everybody does he go to Strange Supreme by the end of this thing? Well, Strange Supreme, I think, is also someone whose power was so extreme that he destroyed the universe. Right. right. Like you have a universe destroyer who's trying to go into the multiverse. You need and to bring who felt remorse about it. It seemed like yes. in like his final moments. Like well, he's seemed- had to live with his decisions for what appeared to be quite some time. Yeah. So certainly, I feel like he has come around. And at the ending of that episode, even we saw his regret. So I think this is this is a a, a very very powerful version of Doctor Strange, who is still there as Doctor Strange. Right. Like he's not the villain that we saw in that episode. Yeah. Um, so I think it is possible that this is a person who could stand uh, against someone like this Ultron, uh, someone who isn't just a regular Doctor Strange who would have no chance, but like one of the most powerful beings in the galaxy. I think I think it tracks to me, you know. Yeah. Uh, so what's the plan? He's going to he's going to Strange Supreme, and what? Like you have to help me assemble a crew. Is this going to be? Are we going to get like an Ocean's Eleven uh, montage? See, like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it feels like that's the way that we've been predicting it's going. But now that I said it, I kind of hope that it's just him. Like it is just the 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 power of this of this strange supreme who's able to like take on take on Ultron. Because like I don't know, man. Like that's the other thing. Like there's so many of those realities we love, and like in these things, like maybe nothing would happen. But like if they pull Captain Carter, if they pull that Killmonger, if they pull. Um, Star Lord T'Challa. Like, if they pull all these cool characters we like, and one of them dies, that sucks. Yeah, because it's just like that's it for that universe. Like, or not even that's it. Like, the universe is not going to die, but like, certainly, like the repercussions of like a character like that dying, it, it'd be extreme. It, it it would suck a lot. So, like, that's my fear about like what might happen. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I could see it going two ways. I could see it honestly just being uh the Strange Supreme taking on Ultron. Or I could see, like, yeah, the montage of gathering people together to go fight Ultron. I don't know how they do it uh, without Ultron noticing. You think that he would be paying attention to the fact that this right, is happening and do right. something about it? Um, so, like, that's a bit tricky. Because um, I think, like, when, when Uatu went into that prism that Strange was encased in, it was, like, a hideout. Like, Ultron couldn't see that because Ultron didn't realize where he went. 
So I feel like that was like a safe zone. So how they pull off going to the other universes without Ultron noticing is going to be a question, I think. Yeah, for sure. I wonder about that as well. Um, when they were fighting across the multiverse, I, I didn't clock all of the different places they went. There was one where Steve Rogers was president, it looked like. Yes. I, I don't think we got enough of a glimpse of each of them to like really designate like, oh, this is where this is. But the one we did get is where they show up in Times Square and Steve Rogers is being sworn in as president. Uh, so you have like President Captain America, I guess, uh, or President America. What would that be? Because <laughs> I mean, like it, Captain yeah. is a designation, so like maybe President America. <laughs> yeah, uh, there. I guess yeah, because uh, POTUS is just like too. Uh, it's been used, you know. Yeah, so gotta gotta make it his own thing. Um, I didn't clock this myself, but the internet did. That apparently there was a Star Wars crossover. Uh, that one of the places that they fight in is, looks to be uh, Mustafar, where Obi Wan and An- uh, and Anakin have their big battle. That uh, uh, you know the higher ground the, and all the that. volcano planet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if it was exactly that or if it just looked like that, but that's pretty. That's very funny. Uh, I want to read a little bit of feedback really quickly on this before we start talking Venom. Um, Topher wrote in and said, "I really wish we would have had James Spader. The episode was fun and cool, and I was on the edge of my seat though." I've decided that I'm going to not apply any sort of logic to the multiverse so that I can just enjoy the ride. My theory is that Doctor is that Doctor Strange wins against Ultron and then restores everything back to normal, and the What If series can carry on into season two. So Topher with the prediction for a happy ending next week. I mean, I again, I'd be down for a happy ending. Some I'd be strange fine with that, yeah. redemption, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I see what you did there. Yes. Um, Ryan says, I'm not sure how to feel about this episode. It was very cool, but I disagree with the decision to tie it all together. And why did we get a totally different moment of the Watcher being surprised than we got last week? Seems sloppy. Um, I I was thinking that too. Like He seems really surprised when he sees him cross over into the date between yeah. Thor and Jane. That's that, what I was saying. The context doesn't yeah. make any sense for that. But um, you just got to yeah. roll with it, I guess. Uh, Ryan continues. Uh, Ryan says, So Ultron easily destroyed five stone Thanos with just the mind stone beam. So Vision could have done the same thing instead of being a martyr? Yeah. Right? That's what, like, that's what we were saying. Like, <laughs> Just come on, Vision. After all that you went through, that whole thing, you could have just done that? It would have saved on. us all a lot of trouble. Uh, Deshaun writes, hells yes, what an episode. I know having these be connected is not ideal to some, but I enjoyed this immensely. We see what an age of Ultron would have been like, unlike what Avengers 2 promised us, which was a week of Ultron. (laughs) Uh, I remember reading the comic and having the feeling of utter dread at the hands of Ultron, and this takes it to that whole other level. Um, Did you ever read the comic book Age of Ultron, which is a very different thing and predates uh, Avengers Age of Ultron? Uh, no, because it, I think it was during that period when that happened was when I wasn't really really deep into superhero comics. comics. Yeah, I kind of vaguely remember reading some pieces of it, uh, if it's the one I think. Um, but no, I, I it, it didn't last in my memory, uh, unfortunately. Um, Riley says this episode was all right. The writing for Ultron, the story for Ultron was way better here than the movie, but the lack of James Spader hurts. Uh, he's such a wonderful casting story, and I wish we could have seen him in a story worthy of him. Uh, yeah, we totally, totally are on the, the same page as this. Um, this is from Torby. Torby says, uh, the Black Widow Hawkeye Zola stuff was fun, and the, U- the Uatu versus Ultron was phenomenal. I'm extremely excited for the finale ne- next week, where I'm anticipating a full spectacle final battle of Ultron against Uatu and the previous eight-episode protagonists. 
For me, as, as long as a multiverse has at least some semblance of explanation, and the MCU already does, in my opinion, and is used in the most creative storytelling manner, I'm wildly satisfied. The next number of years are going to be a blast. That is Torby's uh, super optimistic take. I can agree with that ending part for sure, right? Mm-hmm. I do think the next couple of years are going to be a blast. I think we're in for a hell of a ride. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Um, Anything else from What If Ultron 1, Kevin? No, I think that hits everything. Like, I agree. Like, the pieces that I really like, I think, were the Black Widow, Hawkeye, Armenzola stuff a lot. Um, and I thought the fight was cool. I'm just, yeah, it's weird because, it, like I said, it's it's the first one that's difficult to talk about as a whole because we didn't get the whole. We only got half. So we'll see how it all comes together at the end. I hope they stick to landing because this has been a problem for me for, I think, most of the Marvel TV shows is that the le- the endings didn't stick. Like, they didn't stick the landings for me. So hopefully they'll do it here. Yeah. I'm trying to live my life more optimistically these days, Kevin. Uh, wow! Just I'm trying to fired. I'm trying to I'm trying to let, no it's got <laughs> it's got nothing to do with you. This is a personal choice. Uh, I give off a certain air of joviality, but I've got a lot of anger inside, and I am I'm trying to let some of that go. I'm trying not to be a pessimist, Kevin. Uh, and in the spirit of that, I am. I am uh, fighting what's actually inside me. Oh, boy. Here we and go. <laughs> I'm going to say that next week's finale is going to be completely satisfying and great. Uh, and that I'm not at all a little bit concerned that it's going to be a little flat uh, and rushed and disappointing. I think it's well, going to be great. Uh, I'm excited to see. That's all I'll say. I, I, I think, I mean, look, I've liked the series a lot so far. I want it Loved to it. have Loved a it. phenomenal you know, finale. I don't think for me in this particular case, Unlike with the other shows, which are so serialized, I think I'm still going to enjoy this because even if the finale doesn't stick, because so much of the previous episodes were independent and were amazing. So, like, I think ultimately, no matter how this goes at the end, I think it's still going to rank as my favorite of the uh, Marvel TV shows. Yeah, um, or the Disney Plus shows at the very least. But what if, um, what if uh, in the end of of what if season one they uh, unmask Iron Man two kid officially as Spider Man? Okay, well then that would. How will you feel me, yeah. when we get there? I mean, that would be pretty awful. That would be Who, pretty awful. Who's going to be the MVP next week, and why is it Paul Rudd's severed head? <laughs> because everyone loves a Paul Rudd. That's why. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Uh, so we'll see where it all goes next week. I am genuinely excited for it. And I, one one other thing that's hopeful. This is like an aspirational thing. Is like there were supposed to be ten episodes of What If? There's only nine. Um, yep. maybe they, maybe there's like a little bit of whatever was going to be in 10. They can condense in this. Hopefully it's like a little bit of a longer episode. Cause I think they're going to have a lot of business to take care of, um, if they're doing crossover stuff. So I'm hoping for a longer one next week. Um, I will always welcome a longer episode. I'll always welcome a longer episode. Okay. We are going to throw it to our sponsors again one last time. And then when we come back, we're talking venom. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
right, Kevin. It's time to talk about Venom. Good God, that's a that's a, a that it's, that's a great impression, but the, it's us, it's, Kevin. It is terrible. It's so. us. <laughs> it's you and me, Kevin. Uh, I'm so angry, Kevin. Feed I me love all the, the idea that you're somehow dots. my Venom, and yeah. I'm not yours. Uh huh. What would your Venom sound like? I think just I know me. mine sounds a lot like this. Uh, I think I think I'm just I'm not Venom. Wanda because is my symbiote. The the whole thing with Venom is that he is in conflict, right? With embracing the like the horror evil inside him. I'm very much closer to the carnage where I don't speak in we. I just am. You just like, are. I have embraced. Like yes, the symbiote and me are one and the same. Yes. Uh, so I feel like that's that's the difference, Josh. <laughs> oh God. Okay. So we're gonna talk about. Oh, I'm your Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Love it. Yes. Yeah. I love. I'll take it. I'll take that as well. We're talking about venom uh and we're talking like i guess about the franchise to a certain degree i think that we could we could qualify this a little bit as a let there be carnage preview uh with that being said it is likely uh or it is at least uh pretty possible that you've already seen let there be carnage kevin and i have not i am as i'm saying these words about seven hours away from watching it i'm going to go to the theater and i will join the masses that have made venom let there be carnage um, the uh, highest grossing opening weekend of any movie in the pandemic. Uh, this includes Black Widow and Shang Chi. Uh, I think uh, is it a hundred over a hundred million? It's I already get... the highest grossing I'm, movie in the well, pandemic. Well, no, uh, opening weekend, highest opening. Uh, of uh, it's a ninety million, ninety point one million dollar haul domestically from God, Venom. Let there be carnage, and I believe it is the second. Uh, biggest October opening of any movie, um, uh, second only to Joker. So, like beyond like uh, pandemic stuff, the movies are back. We're yeah, back. I guess it's just the movies that are back. What if that's I'm what Venom sounded like? About. We're back. It's me, We're Venom. Back. I it's came hair. back. It's look, happening. Look at me. It's me, Eddie. I need some food. Eddie, I'm hungry. <laughs> uh, Are they just becoming the par- fairly odd parents at this point? What if it was? Th- <laughs> what if it was that? Uh, so obviously a lot of people were really excited to see Venom. Uh, so good for those people. We'll come back next week and we'll do a spoilerish talk about Venom. Let there be carnage today. Our, uh, our information is limited to like the previewish material we know about. Let there be carnage. And of course, uh, a plethora of comic book and ancillary mythology and the Tom Hardy starring, uh, Ruben Fleischer directed Venom. Uh, that came out in 2018, which was a short film. It was like An 90, hour. 90 minutes. So like, yeah, when I saw, when I hit play. And the, se- the sequel said- is, is about that long as well. When I hit play, it said an hour and 52. And I was like, this is an hour and 52 minute movie? But the movie actually wraps in an hour and 36. That's the ending with, with Woody Harrelson. Hour and 36. And I was like, oh, that's a, that's a lot of post credit stuff. Like just just credits rolling. But like, thank God. Thank God. Like an hour yeah. and 36 is all we needed. We yeah. did not need more movie than that. See, um, so I remember seeing, I, I remember seeing Venom in theaters. Uh, oh. and I, and I wasn't oh, going, no. and I wasn't really going to, uh, cause like I wasn't excited about it. Like I'm not feeling like the Sony vibe. Like, like just like, I don't feel, I don't, I don't love like their creative control over everything, but I think maybe like some more allowance because, um, Spider-Verse is out at this point. I feel like. 
Uh, And obviously that movie is great. And uh, Marvel Studios has nothing to do with it. Um, And I, but a lot of people were like, it was so fun. Venom was amazing. Really? Well, okay, I guess I'll check it out. And I went and I checked it out. And like, I was expecting like a big, fun, stupid movie that like, I would just like sort of like Wicker Man laugh at, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. the happening laugh at. And I think that aspects of that exist in, in, in the movie. Tom Hardy in like a lobster tank is never not going That's to be ridiculous and hysterical. in my notes I wrote down, Tom Hardy's in a lobster tank eating a live lobster, dot, dot, dot. This movie is so dumb. You know, like, that part is like, yeah, like, right? Like, I'm never not going to love like, uh, uh, like Venom showing up to like do CPR to Eddie Brock and then it's like Michelle Williams, like, you know, like make out, right? Yeah, like that kind of, <laughs> like that kind of stuff, like. I'm like way in on, uh, and I think like there are some moments throughout the movie where, and like also like what isn't Venom like I'm a turd, Eddie? Like what does he say? Like he's like I'm a, a loser. I'm a loser, Eddie. Like you know, like all of that stuff, yeah. sort of like the Rick and Morty ish vibe between uh, Eddie and Venom. Like I I love that stuff. There is way too little of it in Venom. Like I think like when it's when it's there a lot of the time it's really 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 funny to me. It's really 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 goofy and ridiculous and like it's a totally different kind of thing that like uh like could be in a box alongside Deadpool, I guess. Um but not as good. Um but I think uh they like also try to like make like at least in the first one. I I can't weigh in on the second one. Feels like they kind of like try to like make like an actually good movie as well, and didn't lean nearly enough into the camp. Uh, and like people were like, "The camp is ridiculous." I was like, "Yeah, but it doesn't start until like an hour into the movie." I remember Correct. seeing this at the Alamo Draft House. The way that works when you like buy stuff, like you know, drinks and food and things, they give you a check when uh, your check when there's forty minutes left in the movie. And I remember I saw this at the Draft House, and I got my check just as. Eddie and Venom were bonding for the first time. We're like, we're like becoming one for the first time. I was like, mm-hmm. holy shit. Is that where we're at in the movie right now? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so like, I'm not out here with a ton of love for Venom. I got to say, like, I think like a lot of the stuff that like it does well, I think it does really, really well, but it does so little of it as far as I'm concerned. It's one of those things where like, for me, it is just, I don't know. I'm, I, it, it makes me feel more like a symbiote than it does make me feel like a human. Uh, in, in these moments, right? Like Venom made nine hundred million dollars. The Joker movie made like a billion dollars. And these are those moments I feel most disconnected from humanity, uh-huh. uh, to say the least. These are the moments. These are the moments because Jeez. this, like, uh, I'm not gonna talk about Joker, but like Venom. Venom is like the, the the parts that work are when it's like you said, Josh. Right? Like big dumb fun. Like Tom Hardy and Venom interacting is so stupid. But so like laughably stupid in a very entertaining way. And I was entertained in those parts. And very clearly, that's the parts everyone responded to. Uh, and hence why, at least in the marketing for Let There Be Carnage, they are leaning hard into that. As because the should. idea as of Venom and Eddie as like a dysfunctional relationship is what sells it. Like the the, the fan art alone that exists is horrifying. But like that is a thing. So leaning more into that in the second film and playing that up could make the second movie what I could have enjoyed about the first one, right? Like just a big dumb film. It depresses me how much money it makes, but whatever. Um, this first one, though, the sin of it ultimately for me is that it's boring beyond that. 
the movie itself beyond the Eddie's like goofiness is very, very boring and also like nonsensical, right? Like I'm not going to get into analyzing this movie. It doesn't make any sense. Do you want to try? Um, do you want to give give like uh do you have like a, uh, if you were to take this movie seriously, give us a little bit of analysis that would, that would come out from like your, like your critical reading of, of the 2018 uh, cult classic film Venom. Sure. Okay. First off, um, the whole thing, like, like Eddie breaks into his girlfriend's uh, email to get the information to go do this interview with this guy. What did he expect to get out of this interview? Like, you know, like when you, <laughs> it's a one-on-one. When you surprise someone with a question like that, you're not going to get an answer. He's just going to shut the interview down, which is what happened. Eddie's supposed to be a good reporter. What is he even doing? Speaking of reporting, there's a line when Jenny Slate shows up that he talks oh, about yeah. how like, oh, a journalist means following people and not being seen. It means hiding. What journalist are you? That is not the job of a journalist. Does anyone who worked in this movie know what a journalist actually does? Especially because like after this happens, the idea is like his show is successful. He has this web show. He has this video, right? An Eddie Brock report that's apparently extremely successful. To the point that a dude recognized him at a bar. You know how hard it is to recognize a reporter? Like, Pretty so hard. To, to recognize a reporter at a bar means he's popular. He loses this one job, and it's like, and then he can't get hired again. Unless they imply, which maybe they are trying to without saying it, that, that Riz Ahmed is able to essentially blacklist him from every place permanently. He can't get a job is insane. Launch a YouTube show. Like the internet exists at this point. You are that popular of a face. You can continue to do what you're doing, dude. Like you would probably get monetized. Like it's insane that like that part happened. Like that's all stupid. Why did Jenny Slate even go to him? Does Eddie Brock? Does does Eddie Brock? Do you think have a a Patreon that you could go to at the five (laughs) dollar level and join the Post Show Recaps Patron Discord uh, in the month of October? If 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 you went to patreon.com slash post show recaps, would it redirect to Eddie Brock's Patreon in the Venom universe? There's two people who were journalists and were experts in hiding and not being seen. You and I just existing in the shadows. I would hope that Eddie would help us uh, patronize the post show recaps out. But yeah, yeah, man, like, why did Jenny Slate even go to him? She could have recorded that stuff herself and then just sent it to an actual newspaper. Like, it's ridiculous. Uh, Why did, why did, uh, was it Riot? Riot, right? Like, why did Riot take, like, six months just hanging out in Malaysia? Like, it was, there was, like, Riot possessed someone and then it took six months before Riot got on a plane? Why? Get the plane sooner. My thoughts on Venom perhaps are disqualifying because I spent so much of the movie thinking that that was like the Venom symbiote coming to America was the journey that we were watching there until I, oh, wait, no, that's the bad symbiote. That's Which looks so much like the regular one. Like they didn't do a lot to distinguish them. At least with Carnage, it feels like they're doing enough to like make them look distinct. But like Riot and Venom look a lot alike. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's just... The movie is like just goofy stuff and then action beat to action beat. It honestly feels like a Michael Bay movie on steroids. And I don't mean that as a compliment, but like is also probably why it made a ton of money. Yeah. Um, Michael Bay hasn't been that funny in a long time, though. Like the comp <laughs> like in and like I, I say in a long time because there have definitely been times in Michael Bay's movie making career that like he has had like really funny comedy instincts. Yeah. Uh, in like the midst of like you know like some of like his like his bigger shenanigans. For like, sure. You know, like along the way, uh, you know, like why'd you bring a gun in space? You know, like stuff like that. Like there's like a lot of goofy shit across the Michael Bay catalog that just hasn't like been there in a positive way since probably like transformers basically. Yeah. The first uh, one at the very yeah, least, but yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, but the parts that work in this movie that I, again, from the trailers from the second scene that they're playing up, is the Eddie and Venom stuff. As stupid as it is, as goofy as it is, like, I, for, for what they're trying to do, it works for me, you know? The fact that Tom Hardy is the one who does the voice of Venom. I read that he actually pre-recorded all his Venom stuff and would listen in the earpiece, so that way his interactions felt more genuine because he was actually responding to the stuff he already said. I think it's very smart and clever. Um, his interactions with Michelle Williams and Dan from Veep, who also plays a character named Dan in this, I thought was really great. Um, I like that actor a lot. I find him very funny. And even though he wasn't meant to be a comedic actor in this, I did think his interactions with Eddie was also very humorous. So there's like all those parts work well for me, like all that stuff. Like I, I, I think that's the key of it is like this weird dysfunctional relationship between these people. Um, I did not care about Rizzo as a villain. The riot stuff was meaningless. The ending was so dumb where he was just like, I now care about people. And that's another reason why I just don't like Venom in this capacity. Like every time they do something like this, where it's just like, we're going to take a villain and make him good. Kind of. You're just like, then you sort of miss why that villain's cool. He's also eating people like, like he eats that guy at the end. I don't, what are you, what are you trying to accomplish anyway? But nothing is the answer. But that's um, why you can't teach like you can't, it can't be a movie where you're taking it seriously. You know, like the movie can't take itself seriously if right. it's going to succeed at all because, like, Venom's going to eat people as he Correct. should. As he should. By the That's way, what Venom is. Listen, you can make a movie like Venom where, like, nobody is like a good person, but like can be likable in spite of themselves. Uh, look no further than the entire TV show Succession, which we have just, uh, we're on the precipice at least, depending on when you're listening to this, October 4th, our first preview show of Succession season three is out on the poster recaps feed so seek that out like that's that show's entire bed and bread and uh, butter it's like all of these people are horrible and yet sometimes you really enjoy uh, i mean all, most of the time you really enjoy watching the show and uh like sometimes you like these characters when you know that you shouldn't um and that's like part of the success of the show and i think like i don't know i don't really want to particularly like venom uh, like i don't want to like walk away from this like with an argument of, like i actually think that eddie brock and venom might be uh, good people like, I kind of right. want to, like, walk away from it being, like, they're trash, and I love watching them, like, sift through the garbage. Right. And, like, and when, they, and when they lead right into that, I think the movie succeeds. It just Agreed. doesn't happen Agreed. nearly enough. Doesn't happen enough. Exactly. And I think that's the problem, is that there's parts of the movie where they try to make, like, a real movie and took it until seriously, and, like, some sort of, like, I don't know, trying to say something. Uh, I don't think they know what they were trying to say. But, like, those are the parts where the movie fails. When the movie is just, like, this is just big, dumb stuff with Venom and Eddie... Uh, yeah, it succeeds. It's great. It's hilarious. It's ridiculous. And I'm all for it. So much of this, of this movie is also just Tom Hardy making weird facial expressions and crack me up every time. Because, like, his his face acting is so funny throughout this film. Uh, Venom, I think, does look goofy as hell. I think when he's in full Venom mode, it looks really stupid. But also, Venom in the comics looks really stupid. So they kind of, like, nail that part of it. I think, like, all that stuff works, right? Like, I just wish these movies wouldn't do this thing about, like, what you're saying, where it's just, like, we're trying to make Venom and Eddie, like, somewhat heroes. No, who gives a crap? Like, make them selfish a-holes. It's fine. Like, uh, that's my problem with a lot of this stuff. Like, people end up loving villain characters, and then the comics work really hard to try to make them anti-heroes or anti-villains, and I think that's stupid. And it's just so that, you know, like, people, like, kids who are reading comics aren't just like, I love this character, he eats people. And it's just like, ooh, that's not great to, like, idolize. Um, but yeah, just just lean into it. Just 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 go into the real dumb stuff. I'm excited because 
I think I am gonna like Let There Be Carnage more because like we the, the the two seconds of Woody Harrelson we got is so ridiculous. I don't know if he's wearing that same wig, but holy crap! Yeah, I, hope he I hope he's wearing the same wig. I hope he's wearing the same wig because I really it really sets too. the tone of the movie we're getting into. And also, like Woody Harrelson acting over the top is awesome. Like I think he can crush that. So I think having Tom Hardy and Woody Harrelson on the opposite sides over like chewing scenery, I think is going to be spectacular. I have yeah. a lot of hope for Let There Be Carnage because I think, at least again from the marketing, and marketing can often lie as a person who works in that field. Um, they really are seem to be playing up the parts that people enjoyed about the first one and hopefully will be a lot more in the second one. Um, if if it's not that, it would really annoy me more because it's another one of those, like, the studio learned nothing. Right. And they still, like, you know, did this. But Well, learned nothing, sure, other well, than you how to get... Well, when you made $900 million, like, other you don't than need how to, to learn get anything. butts in seats during yeah. a pandemic. So, like, regardless, like, impressive turnout for Venom 2... Uh, which obviously we can't really weigh in on other than, yeah, it's it's obviously Woody Harrelson as Cletus Cassidy, a.k.a. Carnage. What a name. Uh, a ridiculous name uh, that we will get to see more of in Let There Be Carnage. And this is sort of like the iconic duo. Uh, what's the over-under on whether Carnage survives this movie? Do they do sort of the classic superhero movie where like they blow it and kill the villain off in the movie instead of like having the villain like be in a position to return? It's really difficult to say because you have Woody Harrelson and I can't imagine he's cheap. Um, but like, I think I think they will leave the door open in some capacity that Carnage is alive and maybe it goes to bond with someone else. But like, Cletus Cassidy is dead. Yeah. That's my that's my prediction on this, right? Because like, it's it's gonna be hard pressed to keep Woody Harrelson around for a long time uh, with this type of stuff, um, unless we get some weird situation where this isn't. You know, this is going to reopen the the Sam Raimi verse or whatever, and like this is now connecting to some other stuff. Then maybe Woody Harrelson will stick around because that would actually be really interesting. Yeah. Um, but like, dude, there's like some Jared Leto Mobius stuff come or Morbius stuff coming. There's just so much weird crap in this in this Sony Spider Man world. It's just mind boggling. Yeah. And yeah, again, let me clarify. Clearly, they don't need to learn anything because they made nine hundred million dollars. You really don't have to care about it learning anything from that the spice must flow capitalism is as capitalism does regardless of how good the product is um but like if again if you just give me like that's why i like aquaman it's why i like aquaman because aquaman is this except more like goofy at times yeah and i'm so about it like i'm so about like give me a big dumb superhero movie but like when they try to like try too hard to be serious at points and like i think the points in aquaman where they try to be serious don't always work, but like other stuff bizarrely do. Like I'm cheering for Nicole Kidman and his dad to get back together at one yes. point. And it's just like that's the relationship I care about. But like, yeah, I'm all about like big dumb superhero films. I love it. I I'll be entertained by it. I just wish Venom, this one was more of it. Um and you know, to be fair, I'm not a huge Venom fan in the comics. I don't know how, if you, if you're a big Venom person from the comics. No, not not particularly. Um, you know, it's mostly I, cartoon, right? Yeah, I think for yeah. me, it's mostly cartoon stuff. He was he was you know, uh, your Spider-Man show and mine is the same, right? Like yep. we watched the one that came out kind of concurrently with uh with that X-Men, X-Men cartoon. Uh, and I just I I love I love uh, that series a lot, and I really love Venom's portrayal in that series uh and in um in live action uh 
no matter what, obviously this is an improvement over the Topher Grace stuff. Oh, uh, and it's like wow, yes, it's like such it, it like I I I cannot stress enough that like I like I would watch uh the movie Venom uh like ten times in a row uh over like watching um you know all of the Topher Grace Venom scenes. This isn't true. Ten times is too high. I would That's watch very high, Josh. I would watch. I would watch Venom, the Tom Hardy Venom, twice back to back all the way through, rather than watch like the Topher Grace Venom character. What I still don't like feel a, like I. I still feel like that's still too many times to watch. What if they had Venom like movie. a multiverse situation and like Eddie this this Venom eats Topher Grace Venom? <laughs> would be hilarious. <laughs> Would be very, very funny. Would be very, very, very good. Did you know? Apparently, the lobster scene. I was reading this. The the, the, the infamous lobster scene. Yes. Uh, was like ad libbed by by Tom Hardy. Like he got there and he saw the tank and was like, Eddie Brock would get into this tank right now. So they had to like build and reinforce a tank because otherwise it would shatter. Yeah. Uh, that he could sit in and then he grabbed the, lo- <laughs> the big lobster. And just I mean, like eating it. Tom that Hardy scene is so is, good. That Tom Hardy is so ridiculous. Good. I wish this was that. I wish the rest of the movie was that moment. Tom Hardy is really committed to it. Like when he, he when he gets into it, like he does the Venom voice. There's some. There's obviously a lot of modulation that goes on there, and I believe that he had another actor who was assisting yes, with it, just like for, looking for the that physical up. parts. Yes, and for the and for some of the voiceover too. Uh, Brad Venable uh, provides additional voiceover for Venom's pain and grunting sounds, and his voice is combined with Hardy's for some dialogue such as "We are Venom." Uh, so bum, 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 bum. Uh, we <laughs> are Venom. Uh, and so like, you know, there's, there's help there, but like so much of it very clearly comes from like Hardy's like, uh, like Tom Hardy isms. Yeah. Uh, he's a very committed actor. And, and so and like, again, he's great. I have nothing bad to say about what Tom Hardy did in this movie. Cause he went all in. His he goes in. He goes so in. wonderfully stupid. His accent is so it's absurd. I, I love it because it's just like, it's like, it, Imagine, like it's the reverse of what we do sometimes, right? Like when American uh, plays British and they just do like I sweep your chimney, I will, I will. Like he was just like, I'm gonna do that, except the reverse. I'm gonna do the worst New York accent I can pull yeah. off. Yeah, and, like he really went for it. He goes for it. He goes for it hard. Um, there, uh, much as we saw Cletus Cassidy, Woody Harrelson as Cletus Cassidy at the end of the first Venom. Um, there, uh, I am to understand that there is some sort of post credits shenanigans for let there be carnage. Um, I am keeping my lips sealed, but, uh, I have been spoiled on it, so I know what it is. Yes. So I won't say anything, but we'll certainly talk about it a lot when we talk about the movie on the next episode of everything is super Kevin, anything else from venom that you wanted to get off your chest? Uh, <laughs> just the venom itself, just or the, the symbiote, yeah, the spider symbol that they yeah. got off of Venom's chest yeah. because they couldn't have Spider Man in this yeah. movie. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think if there's. I mean, I will say, like, also, you know, it took forty or, or it took like an hour, like you said, but at least Venom is in this movie. There was there was a non-zero chance going in that I think people remembered talking about the fact that he wasn't going to go full Venom, right? Because movies notoriously do that, and the early trailers didn't show it. Um, so people were really nervous about it, and there was a non-zero chance that it could have happened like that. Thank God they didn't do that. Thank God. Because, like, honestly, yes, Ugh. as doofy as he looked, I was so happy to be like, yep, at least Venom's here, and he's just eating people. Uh, uh, only twice, but, like, 
that part, you know, like well worth it. Um, I think for 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 for, for making that call because like oh, like if they did it, I oof, it would have been bad. Yeah, I wouldn't have loved that. Uh, yeah, that would have we would have lost a lot of like I think that part those those the action wasn't good, but it like at least was interesting at times. I think we would have lost all of that without like having him go full venom. Uh, yeah. Clearly, like they they that entire scene was um inside the the newspaper building or the the media building was uh just very Terminator Two inspired. Totally, uh, you could very tell uh, yeah. a lot of that. I feel like is very Terminator Two inspired. Totally. Um, yeah, there's good nuggets in there. I wish we got more Jenny Slate. Honestly, I love it. Though. I love Jenny Slate. Yeah, she would have been great to have more. Um, all right, so we'll see how Venom Two is. We're gonna watch it. I'll I'll be uh, I'll be watching it a few hours after uh, after I say these words. I don't know, Kevin, when your plans are for watching the film. Probably not today, but uh, either like late night Monday or late Tuesday. I'm probably gonna do one of those, just like what I did with Candyman, where I went at like 10:30 at night. Oh, did I tell you I saw Candyman? You did. I loved it. I loved Candyman. Talk about it. But Candyman yes, I, was so good. It's it's on. Um, where is it right now? It's, it's on, on Prime. It's on demand for sure. It's on, on Prime. Prime. I think it's uh, available for rent. So if you're not comfortable with going to theaters, it's so good. It's so good. It's excellent. Really scary, but like in a way that was like really, really, really brilliantly done. And like um, like some of the kills, I thought were just like really yes. artfully done. Yeah, the building um, one. Yeah, like there's some stuff in there that's just really, really, really great. So check out Candyman if you have not done so yet. You can also um, check out uh, one of our uh, series that we do. On oh, yeah, the Post Show Recaps Theater. The Post Show Recaps Theater. Grace Leader and Ariel Gomez talking movies every once in a while with special guests along the way, including uh, an episode of Post Show Recaps Theater that Kevin guested on to talk about Candyman yep. with Grace and Ariel. Uh, and that podcast is available. Uh, just consult your main feed. It exists. Uh, go back through the archives not terribly long ago. It's like two or three weeks at this point. Yeah, so it's very close. Check it back. Um, Kevin, anything else? Uh, you watching anything? Why the Last Man? Have you been keeping up with it? No, we're good because like I want to gather episodes and then uh, I have. It's enjoyable. I'm really, I'm really digging it. I'm loving I'm it. I'm very glad that, it, that it's keeping the momentum. I did watch something great. We're a week late, but we were on vacation. We blitzed Midnight Mass, and holy, very good rap. It is so good. I I mean, like going from like, you know, talking about horror, like I love horror and uh, I've been a big fan of Mike Flanagan for like a minute. Uh, I, I loved Dr. Sleep. I loved his uh, movie Hush that he did way back when. Um, I read I, Dr. You know, Sleep. I haven't watched Dr. Sleep. I should dude, do that. watch it. It's so good. Cool. Uh, and of course, I loved uh, the both haunting seasons. Midnight Mash is incredible. It might be, I think, the best thing he's done. It's so fantastically acted. It's so well paced. Uh, it's only seven episodes on Netflix, but we watched it and we were just like all the way through. We were just like, this this is incredible. It's, it's phenomenally well done. Um, and I know he already confirmed has more series he is doing, not like follow up. This is, is like done in one. This is a limited series, um, but he loves sharing names. So he has the Midnight Club coming up next uh, next year, I think, uh, based on Christopher Pike books. I'm so pumped. Anything Mike Flanagan does at this point, I'm in. I'm I'm in 100 percent. Kevin, so, have you checked out Squid Game yet? No, that's the next one. We're just like, do we watch everyone Squid Game? I'm going to watch like, Squid Game this week. One of my friends compared this. Uh, if you watch said, Squid Game, Kevin, uh, and we both like it, maybe we'll do a, a patron a bonus talk. podcast. How about that? It's, I, I think I'm going to watch it because, like he said, like this is like Tiger King. It feels like it, everyone is talking about. Everyone's it. talking it's about a cultural Squid Game. moment. So, like, I feel like I Squid have Game to watch is it. the moment. Yeah. Yeah, is it real? Is it fake? I don't know. I know nothing about this thing. 
We'll find out. Uh, so we'll see. No, no promises. Uh, maybe we could do an everything is super episode. That is uh, to keep it uh, super heroic. Everything we'll is talk, squiddy. We'll talk about. Uh, we'll talk about the squid from Watchmen. We'll talk about. <laughs> we'll talk about Doctor Octopus. Just a uh, lot, like all, all the uh, yeah. uh, cellophods, cellophods. Yeah. Yes, we'll do that. Uh, and then also talk about Squid Game. I'm not actually promising that, that that kind of sounds like a really fun episode of the podcast. <laughs> I do like octopuses. They're very smart. And they're octopi, as hell. right? Octopods. Octopi. Yeah. Octopi sounds like a pie you make uh, with octopus. Uh, I mean, I, I also love grilled octopus. I, like, I, I like them both as, as visual creatures. Hey, and I also like to eat if them. If there's momentum behind this, next week we're doing the What If finale and Venom Part Two. We're gonna do uh, we're gonna do the sequel. Let there be carnage, and then the week after that for the Everything Is Super. I have uh, I have a slot for like feedback from What If. If there's stuff that we want to talk about, like uh, do we want to do like some some What If workshopping. Um, but if like randomly people want us to talk about Squid Game, we could probably fit it in there. So I don't know. We could figure out exactly what that looks like, but that could be a pretty fun time at the podcast. Can we also talk about real quick? The last thing I do want to say about uh, is I didn't mention this, but like the name "Let There Be Carnage" like slow clap yes. from me. Like well done. Why no, is like, it Maximum is... Carnage though? That's the iconic name, no? It's just, uh, yeah, but like, come on, let there be carnage. It's pretty good. Real, perfect. Like, it is pretty they're, good. they're going in. Like, maximum carnage, I think, would have been too far. It's like, I feel like if it's just like maximum carnage, it's like yeah. you're taking yourself too seriously. Let there be carnage is just like, yeah, all right. I cool. took, I bought, <laughs> I bought tickets for it, and um, my, my local theater, like small theater, uh, locally owned independent theater, uh, like printed back my ticket to me, and it was let there be carnage. And I thought that was I thought that was hysterical. Carnag, Carnag comes. I I laughed really hard. I laughed really hard. Um, All right, follow this guy on Twitter at Kev Mahadeo. Uh, Sign up for the Post Show Recaps Patreon to listen to his other podcast, Why A, which is about to be Why Ah, as Kevin and Melissa talk about all things spooky season on their uh, Young Adult Fiction podcast, which is a huge hit with the patrons of Post Show Recaps. Sign up at that $5 level at patreon.com slash recaps, and you not only get that podcast, but you get to come and hang out with us in the campus tour wing of the Discord, which is robust. We've got a channel for everybody to talk about their favorite shows, their favorite things, their favorite food that they're having for dinner tonight. We've got a Halloween section in there. We've got a casino that you can play in for the low, low price of $5. Uh, for the month of October. And uh, if you sign up in time for this coming Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern on October 7th, you can watch the Rocky Horror Picture Show with myself and the patrons of Post Show Recaps. Great deals all around. Consider signing up, patreon.com slash Recaps. I'm at Ron Howard. You can talk to me on Twitter as well. Uh, Kevin, anything else? Nope. Watch Midnight Mass, I guess, if you have All right. <laughs> You've got some recommendations, folks. We'll be back next week. Let there be carnage! Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus